Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Innovation Podcast, your source for all things innovation. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today is a very special Reunion 2020 episode. What is that? That's when I had a guest on the show in the past, and I liked him so much I had to bring him right on back. So today's special return guest is Ander Vasquez, and he's a Director of Sales Development over at Invoca. Ander, welcome to the show. Thank you, Adam. Thank you so much for having me back. Man, so good to have you back. It's like I got the old podcast family. We're all back together again and catching up, um, and I'm excited about today's topic. So we're going to get into the future of high-tech startups. Um, but before we do that, let's get a little bit further into I don't want to assume that all of our new listeners caught your first episode, so let's talk a little bit more about what you're doing over at Invoca. Tell us a little bit more about the company, please. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, just as a quick Quick recap, um, the company I work for, Invoca, we are a tech startup focused on conversational analytics. And what that means is anytime you call into a business, um, for example, this network is one of our customers. They, they handle millions of phone calls per year. And it's uh, our product helps them figure out at scale what is being said across all their phone conversations so they can digitize that data and use it for, for purposes of uh, marketing or just to understanding what, what is going with their, on with their customers. Mm-hmm. Uh, marketers are brilliant at using information that is digitally available to make uh, smart, informed decisions. But when it comes to traditional phone calls, uh, we're still living in the era of Alexander Graham Bell. So what my company does is helps digitize all that information uh, to make good use of it, and we use artificial intelligence. So it's, it's a very cool product that is on the cutting edge. Uh, and it's uh, my team's job to alert people of, of that use and to help them embed it into their day-to-day uh, their operations. No, I love it, and uh, and uh, that's one of the reasons why I wanted you on the show for this topic because you're right in the middle of that whole kind of startup or, or tech world. So that being said, let's just get right into today's topic. So the future of high-tech startups, I mean, where do you want to start with this? Where are you seeing some changes? All right, well, as uh, <laughs> you guys might have heard, there's uh, there's a bit bit of a shift in the world <laughs> recently. For sure. And uh, that has forced uh, – companies to adapt, you know, across all verticals, across all sectors in a, in a very mm-hmm. interesting way. But uh, one of the trends that, that, is, uh, that I find fascinating, um, you know, as we're, as we're looking at the landscape of high-tech companies, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, right now we're pretty much in a land rush uh, to acquire market share. Like it's typically the companies that, that are first to establish a large market share, those that become the multi-billion dollar behemoths. So all startups by nature, we try to uh, use investor money, venture capitalist money, to grow the company as fast as possible, obviously in a, in a responsible way. But knowing that the, the more users you get up front, the larger the chance of you turning into a multi-billion dollar company down the road. So uh, if you look at companies like Salesforce, um, even um, Facebook, just any software as a service model, uh, the mandate has always been grow as fast as you can. And what's happening is now with 
uh, with uh, COVID and the uh, and the pandemic, it's forced mm-hmm. everybody to look at their books and reassess the marketplace. And and we're going from a stance of let's grow as fast as we can to to get to the leadership uh, stage. To oh my God, like things have changed significantly. And most most startups, I mean, this is not a, a secret, but most startups run at a deficit of cash, um, and that that's where mm-hmm. the big you see the big runs of funding coming through. Uh, but now that the world has shifted, we and many companies are, are going from an offensive stance to a defensive stance, and it, specifically in the SaaS model where it is very expensive to acquire your first set of customers. And many times you don't even make money on customers until after year one. Um, that, that process of acquiring a customer is, it just becomes far less effective, a far less effective use of capital. So one of the things that we're doing, uh, and I know several other companies are doing it, but I'm, I'm actually very, very proud of the way that our, our executive team has, uh, has led the transitions. We were able to shift into a defensive stance very quickly. And so, for example, I run the sales, sales development team. Um, we have 25 very bright, young uh, people who are going out there and canvassing the marketplace. Well, guess what? Uh, our product is still incredibly useful, but the market is not receptive to a sales conversation right now. I mean, they will be down the road as, as things settle down. But what we were able to do is we were able to pivot and shift our, some of our resources into more of a defensive stance where we can actually show our existing customer base more love. We can get them more out of their existing product. Um, we're, we're, we're dedicating more human human capital as well as technology power. Like some some customers were, were turning on features to say, hey, you can do this. Um, try, try it right now. Uh, and so that's enabling us to have uh, better conversations, better use with our time, while not having to at least have the knee-jerk reaction, which I've already seen a lot of companies laying people off um, mm-hmm. Because of these market conditions, and like we're very, we're very lucky. We have we have a phenomenal CEO in Greg Johnson, and we were able to make the decisions. Okay, let's just take the excess resources that we have in people, give give them to our existing customers, give them more love, so they can get more uh, resources out of their um, out of their existing subscription with us. And so that has made an, an existing fundamental shift in the mindset for for the whole company in terms of how we operate and how we grow. Uh, which will help us. I mean, we still don't know how everything's going to play out, but uh, mm-hmm. we think that this strategy is going to help us uh, weather out of the storm and come out in a much stronger position. Uh, while while help us maintain, um, you know, just a, a healthy cash position and keep our growth uh, capital aligned to the market conditions. Man, I love I love the thought process, and I've seen a lot of I think a lot of the companies that um, that do weather this storm, and you know, which nobody could see obviously coming on. Um, I think a lot of the companies that are doing exactly what you're doing, thinking about how do they provide more value, how to, thinking about their existing customers, thinking about how they can help them weather the storm, right? Because ultimately, that's what your product's doing is helping your clients, or they wouldn't be with you. I mean, so all these different things just add up to, in my opinion, just a, a better. Um, business ecosystem at, 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 you know when we when we get through all this stuff right when we get through all this we're at the other side we're like wow so we learned a lot through this um, and, and kind of the ecosystem in general can just be stronger yeah a hundred percent and uh, 
you know, crises uh, precipitate change. And uh, well, a lot mm-hmm. of these technology companies is they are a platform to become far more efficient, right? In whatever, mm-hmm. in, in, in the Invoca example, uh, we, we help marketers help um, get more out of their paid media. Um, mm-hmm. budgets, you know, wh- whatever. There's a thousand different companies that do very cool things. Mm-hmm. But when you think of, uh, like, how technology can help you uh, get to the next level of your growth in a much faster and much more efficient basis, a lot of times that resistance is there because people are used to the same process that works. And, you know, keeping on the same process will give you linear growth. But having a fundamental shift, whether it's technology or a different process, will give you that that exponential growth, right? And so uh, I know I'm going to speak specifically with marketers because that's uh, that's the our target audience uh, in Boca. But if if a, if a marketer needs to get 50% more efficient with their marketing budgets, they can do a little bit here and there by tweaking a campaign or looking at results. But in order to get that just huge shift, they're going to have to do big things uh, in terms of their technology or just how they run things. And so uh, this is a, a really good opportunity. And we're, we're, I mean, we're, the conversations we're having with our prospects and customers is like, okay, well, yeah, this period right now is going to suck, but uh, we have this window to really change our process and implement something that is going to make us far stronger down the road. Uh, so that is something that I, I am constantly evaluating with my team. How do we do this internally? How do we get you know, more out, out of our team? Um, and so, so a lot of these tech companies are going to have uh, a big advantage when that the presentation of that change has to take place. As the VPs and CEOs are looking to say, how do I get way more out of out of what we have? So technology will be a very key component in making that happen. Um, just the trick is figuring out how do you navigate that process in the middle of this storm that we're all going through. Man, that's awesome. Um, so, Ander, um, you know, you already know when you and I get talking, we can go on all day long, but uh, we're about uh, we're about out for out of time for this episode. That being said, if somebody's listening and they want more information on Invoca or to connect, I mean, what's the best way for them to reach out? All right. Well, yeah, we have a ton of very interesting resources. Uh, I definitely recommend that people visit the Invoca blog at Invoca.com. Uh, we have tons of really cool articles. Uh, about just the, the future of artificial intelligence and, uh, and marketing. Uh, for me personally, the best way to, to get a hold of me uh, is through my LinkedIn profile. Uh, actually, I have a shortcut at sdrmanager.com. We'll take you to my profile. Uh, my email is ander at ander.io. You should be in up there. Always, always uh, happy to make new connections, meet new people, and um, yeah, just build relationships. Awesome. Well, hey, Ander, um, thank you again for coming back for this uh, Reunion 2020 episode. Can't wait to have you back on in 2021, uh, see what, what's going on then, and see how everybody weathered the storm. But uh, um, thanks again for coming on. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes Store. Um, if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, Mission Matters Innovation, definitely give us a subscribe there, but also leave us some comments on the video. I mean, love to know what kind of things – Um, and projects you're working on um, and uh, connect with you there. And Andrew, thanks again for coming on the show.